You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of Obehave is brought to you by the Trimline Veterinary Recovery Collar. It's Obehave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Check the calendars, listeners. It's 2010. For many of you, the holiday highlight, adopting a cute, adorable puppy. Yes, puppies are always cute when they're little and cuddly and playful. But if you let time pass without giving your puppy the proper training foundation, tick-tock, your puppy grows up to become a canine version of Dennis the Menace. And who wants that? So, if you just adopted a puppy, or you're thinking about doing so, or you want to add a second dog to your furry family, you're in luck. Our special guest today knows dogs, really knows dogs, and she is a master at matching the right person with the right dog. Please give pause and applause to Dr. Emily Weiss, a certified applied animal behaviorist. Hey, welcome to the show, Dr. Weiss. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here because we need you at the start of this year. And listeners, Dr. Weiss is going to help you find a perfect furry match and help you cope with canine sibling rivalry right after this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsadlife.org. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. 
Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guests you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is Dr. Emily Weiss. She has top dog credentials. She is a certified applied animal behaviorist. That means she's earned a doctorate degree in knowing dogs and cats. She's also Senior Director of Shelter Research and Development for the ASPCA. And in her spare time, she invented a no-pull leash that I tested out on my 60-pound husky mix named Chipper, and it really works. So let's get started, Dr. Weiss. There's a lot of people who just adopted new puppies or shelter dogs, or they're planning to do so, and they need your help. You created the, yeah, see, look, Chipper and Cleo, right, guys? You need Dr. Weiss's help. Yeah. See, aren't they good? They're backup vocalists. And so you created this canineality program for the ASPCA. Can you explain a little background on how it works and what's the magic behind it? Sure. So um, the Meet Your Match program is a program designed to um, match you with the right pet. Um, There's both canineality and felineality based not on just a beautiful pair of eyes, but (laughs) on your expectations and um, the behavior of that animal. There's um, some good data behind it. And um, at this point, we have saved uh, the lives of uh, hundreds of thousands of pets um, using the program and have made some amazing matches. Wow. And I love the title, canineality and felineality. I mean, talk about it. It is personality. It is temperament. That's really what you be, you're needing to make a match on, correct? Yeah. You know, um, looks uh, change <laughs> right? more so in the human form than in the canine form. Um, but you know, making that bond and making that match has everything to do with behavior. And um, uh, there's a, a data to support that um, when you have unrealistic expectations about your pet, um, the bond can break. Uh, and what we want to do is set you up for success. So um, by identifying the behavior of the canine, whether that dog is likely to be a couch potato or the life of the party, to the what your expectations are, we can really help make that bond happen. And help for success. You know, I wish you were around when I was dating younger, in my younger years. You probably could have helped me find my soulmate, huh? Do you ever get people (laughs) asking you if they can help you uh, find the right guy or gal in their life? Well, you know, um, before I was married, I I think I was pretty professional at uh, dating quite a bit. (laughs) Uh I'm not sure that I found the the science behind the human matches as much as I have behind the non-human ones. Well, I think you laid it on really a, a good point. 
you know, people sometimes fall in love with the look. It's the outside. But, uh, you know, there's some amazing dogs that may not win a beauty contest physically, but from their heart out are. So give us a few pointers with the caninality test. And also tell us how we can find out more about the Meet Your Match. Where can they go? What kind of website? Where to find more about the program would be going to the ASPCA website. So ASPCA.org slash Meet Your Match will give you some more information about the Meet Your Match program. If you have some shelter professionals who are listening today, if they go to ASPCAPro.org, they can find um, lots more information about both Meet Your Match and other sheltering uh, programs. So that's a, a really nice resource for those in the field. The program and the, the way that caninality works is um, we do a set of, of assessments on the, on the dog. And my favorite assessment is the left alone item. And it's where we get to be a voyeur. We get to watch the dog while he's alone, left alone in a room. And it's just a, a room with a counter and a garbage can and a chair to jump on and um, a nice comfy bed and some toys on the floor. And you're watching through a remote camera, and we're able to see what the dog does when he's left alone and and how he behaves in the sheltering situation when he's in this um, made-up room is quite similar to how he's going to behave at home. So a dog that jumps on the counter or um, climbs up on the furniture in um, the left-alone room is likely to do those things in the home. And that's really good information for the adopter taking that pet home. Especially if they have a white couch. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Right, might as well end up with a white dog then. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you know what? You're right because tell us a little bit. Like when I got Chipper, Chipper was a a three-time shelter reject, and I got her when she was about two years old, and she went from a kill shelter to a no-kill shelter to a husky rescue camp. And the first few months when I got her, she was very shy and timid, and she's got golden retriever in her and husky. So she actually leaped over my six-foot fence, that's the husky, and ran to my front door on the porch, and that's the golden. But it really wasn't until about, I'd say, three to six months that I really got the true, true personality of Chipper, which she's a sweetheart, but she was a little scared and skittish and like, here comes another place. So I think these rooms are really good because you never know, and sometimes when they're just in a shelter cage, what they're doing. So What's going on in the mindset of the dog during this transition period sometimes? Well, there's a lot of learning going on um, during that transition period. So, you know, you'll often hear folks talk about the honeymoon period, and when the honeymoon period is over, um, all of a sudden the behavior in the dog starts to change. What we're doing with caninality is being able to see through a little bit of some of that, those likely behavior changes. Um, So dogs that uh, tend to be fairly persistent, work very hard for something that they want, um, we're able to identify that with caninality um, and can set the adopter up then to know that, well, you know, chances are he's going to learn how to do lots of stuff. He's quite persistent and he's going to work for what he wants, if that's food, if that's attention, and he's likely to have some significant behavior changes. We're going to see um, that he's going to learn a whole new behavior pattern based on his interactions with you. So caninality doesn't give us um, the behavior of the dog for the whole rest of his life, but what it does is it gives us the idea of what's likely to change and how we can help um, support those behaviors to make it so that he's a outstanding citizen we want that we do because you know when we come home from a stressed out job it's really nice to be treated like a rock star by something with a tail and four legs (laughs) that's right 
But when you do this test, let's get into the nitty-gritty because you're very uh, scientific and I like that about you. What are some specific things you can do to be able to determine if a dog is a persistent dog or if the dog is one that uh, is happy to hang out by himself? Is that room kind of telling you with the, with the camera or what other uh, tests do you conduct? Well, the room definitely gives us some information. Um, we also uh, do some other assessments. Uh, one is how the dog interacts with toys, um, and that is giving us information not just about how the dog behaves around um, toys, but also what he chooses to be around. If, if he's in a space where he can sniff around and um, interact with toys or interact with you, what choices does he make? Um, so we're um, assessing all of those choices. Um, some dogs don't interact with the toys or with the person, um, and that's a dog that we would score as a dog that's more uh, what we call internally motivated. He's motivated by things that are less um, easy for us to manipulate. Um, does he interact just with the toys and only um, come to you to make the toy move again? <laughs> um, <laughs> does he interact only with you and really doesn't pay much attention to the toys? So all of those things are giving us good information about um, his motivation, what he's likely um, to want to engage in. And those give us good um, hints and clues into how, again, we can help that bond if um, a dog likes to engage with toys, and um, not only do we know he likes to engage with toys, but he um, tends to, to interact most with a tennis ball or a squeaky toy, um, then those are tools that we can um, set out to start that bond with the new adopter and also help to um, modify his behavior. So if a dog is very toy excited and only comes to you to have you move or manipulate or throw the ball, I'm thinking that that dog's already thinking you are mine, you're going to help me. So you might have a little, a dog that would think that, you know, that's the only motivation. How do you, how would you deal with that kind of a dog? Well, you know, believe it or not, and I know it's hard for some of us who are love for our dogs to love us more than anything else, but there are lots of folks out there who are content with their dog, not thinking that they're number one, um, but maybe that they're number three. So part of it is getting that dog to the right home. So that if I'm an adopter walking into the shelter and I've decided that what I want most is a dog who loves me, then that dog might not be the first choice. Good. However, you can't always help love. <laughs> and if I do choose that dog, the, the neat thing about caninality is that I now know I don't have unrealistic expectations. I know that this particular dog it might not see me as number one. And there might be some ways that I can help modify that behavior. So certainly having whatever that toy is um, appear out of my body <laughs> at all different right. times of the day would be one way to start make me, making me more motivating, that I really can make the, the sun shine, you know, with that toy. You become the keeper of all good resources. You got it. That's great. That's great. And so with this test, too, I mean, you hit on it earlier that you're literally saving lives because I know come February... Sadly, there's going to be a lot of little young pups that are going to be returned to shelters because matches weren't made the correct way. But it sounds like the meet your match, the caninality test that you started and created with the ASPCA, it's, it's starting to be uh, adopted by other shelters. Thank goodness. But let's talk about how we can, you know, is that true? I mean, are you starting to spread around? Yeah, the program is in, it's hard for us to know exactly, but about uh, 200 facilities at least uh, across the country. 
Congratulations. And it is true, isn't it, that right about February, we're going to be getting some returns, just like we did with our Christmas presents that we didn't like, like the (laughs) ugly sweater from our aunt? Well, you know, what we find in filtering is that those puppies that go out tend to come back uh, not so much when they're still those cute puppies, but when they get a little bit older. So, you know, adolescence um, can be a tough time in uh, dogdom, and there are some significant behavior changes that tend to happen when an animal, a canine, reaches sexual maturity, and those can be some challenging times for folks. So shelters are often quite full with um, adolescent dogs, whether they're dogs that people acquired from a breeder or um, bought from their neighbor or got from a shelter as a puppy. Okay, and we want to make sure that the first time around the match is good. And I'm thinking out loud, but you're going to have that dog longer than the life of a car, maybe in these days, your job. So this dog's going to be through a lot of uh, milestones with you, correct? Absolutely, yeah. And trying to have those right expectations up front and be set up to know that there will be some challenges ahead (laughs) when you bring a new life into your life. We're speaking with Dr. Emily Weiss. She is a certified applied animal behaviorist, and she also created the Meet Your Match program for both dogs and cats. It's a personality test. It's making sure that you get a good match that she developed for the ASPCA. Um, We're going to talk more with her right after this commercial break, so sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash. Right after these messages. Introducing the Trimline Veterinary Recovery Collar, a must-have for all pets. Known as the Soft Blue Collar, this comfortable recovery collar provides an effective barrier so dogs and cats can bounce back to health safely and quickly from injury, trauma, and surgery such as spay or neutering. Dogs and cats of all ages can eat, drink, and play and keep their sutures and stitches at bay. Cats dig it too. The Trimline Collar can even be inverted to not bother your finicky feline friend's whiskers. Great for all sizes, from kittens and chihuahuas to Great Danes, this soft, flexible, and lightweight blue collar is a great substitute for the hard plastic Elizabethan or e-collar. Learn more at TrimlineInc.com or call 1-800-371-0216. That's T-R-I-M-L-I-N-E-I-N-C.com. Plus, it's available at all distributors, so ask your veterinarian for the blue soft collar today. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world.
Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win with Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and win with dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Hi, it's Victoria Sewell from Animal Planet. It's me, all the dog. You're listening to Overhave with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Overhave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're chatting with Dr. Emily Weiss. She is one of the best experts on dogs and cat behavior on the planet. How's that? Is that a pretty good bone opportunity? I'm going to bring you home. All right. (laughs) Anyway, she also is the Senior Director of Shelter Research and Development for the ASPCA. This is a woman that's making sure that wonderful dogs and cats in animal shelters all over the country are landing not only happy, but most importantly, permanent homes. And so that's one thing we've been talking about, the personality and meeting your match. But there's a lot of folks out there that really love their dogs and they want to have a buddy for their dog. And so in this part of the show, I was hoping you can help us make sure that uh, we don't let the fur fly when we bring home a second dog or even a cat to a dog household. So I'm hoping you can share with us some tips on how to uh, avoid sibling rivalry of the four-legged kind. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. I think that, you know, one of the things that we tend to all do when we bring a new animal home is get concerned about the existing dog or or cat, that they're going to be bumped out of their their special places. And I think we need to acknowledge that depending on who you bring home, there might be some changes in the way that your dog behaves. Uh, and a, a favorite sleeping spot may or may not be a favorite sleeping spot anymore. So um, going in with um, both eyes wide open and uh, observing the behavior of both the new dog and the dog that has been in your home is going to be an important way for you to help make that assimilation be as seamless as possible. That's a good point. Now, when you do get ready to, you've made your final cut, if you will, of the new dog that you're going to bring home, How do you properly introduce that dog to your dog that you have? Well, it's always a good idea to have the meat happen in a neutral space. So a place that is not familiar to either one of the dogs or certainly isn't the home base of either one of the dogs is um, your best bet. A nice big outdoor space with plenty of room to get away should one choose to. And ideally having the dogs meet in a um, in a way that is not arousing. So um, we often get really excited and our voices can um, make our dogs uh, even more excited if we can think to just be quiet while the introduction happens um, and nice and calm and soft voices if there are any voices at all Um, and just having the dogs um, casually um, 
walk up to each other and, if possible, walk up and move away, both on leashes, um, just a couple of times. And then um, having that meet happen um, with dropped leashes or, or leashes off is often the best way, especially when you know that both dogs are safe around other dogs. Leashes can often cause anim- dogs to become a little bit more uh, nervous. Um, and uncomfortable. So um, any tension on a leash is going to, um, could um, make it uh, a more emotional experience than it needs to be. Yeah, I, I think you've spoken too of like the parallel walk too. Doesn't that make their yayas tone down a little bit by the end of the walk? They're kind of bored with each other because they're yeah. absorbed yeah. with all the other sniffs and sights. Absolutely, definitely. If you have the opportunity to be in a space where you can take a nice long parallel walk, that would be great. And and again, when it's a nice new space, there's lots of other things around that are new and different besides just that other dog. Now, sometimes when they first meet, I call it air guitar. You know, one dog will put his head on the back of the other dog or go, and it's almost like, hey, hey, who are you? But there's not the snarling or the, you know, showing of the big teeth and all that. So do we sometimes kind of screw up, I guess that's the best word, by having, you know, pulling in or charging in and and the dog gets even more, I guess, unhinged? Well, I think it depends on first knowing that the dog is not likely to be a dog aggressive dog. So okay. um, once we've gotten past that, that that you know this is the introduction of these two that are going to be living together. We want to um, first make sure that both dogs are are safe around most dogs. Uh, certainly, there are um, personality differences, and sometimes um, it just isn't a good match uh, between two canines. But you know, having uh, having that out of the way, out of your mind, that these are dogs that are likely to be safe around um, other dogs, then what you explain and what you're calling air guitar is very normal canine behavior. That's how canines interact with each other. Uh, you know, who's ever on top um, is is um, in charge in this particular interaction. Um, now, that might change with a different resource or in a different environment, uh, but that's how they communicate with each other who's, you know, who's holding what. Um, and who's in charge of what. So it's very, very normal behavior. Well, I say that because, Chipper, we go to a Leash Your Fitness class. It's great, where you work out with your dog. And in the beginning, they let all the dogs run to get their energy a little bit tapped out before we all do exercises on leashes. And if there's a new dog, sometimes she'll do that, hey, hey. And then I just say, I got it, sit. And she sits. And But it's almost like she's got to say, my name is Chipper. Who are you? And then I watch the body language of the other dog who's like, whatever. And then it's done. But, you know, sometimes people come in when they're just doing that and they think, oh, no, there's going to be a dog fight. And they shriek like this. And then all of a sudden there is a dog fight. So I just try to make it like make her sit. And she does. And then she just had to get her yayas out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the less of a big deal you can make out of it, the better. And keeping in the back of your head that it really is normal canine behavior to even to snarl a little bit. I mean, that's that's what dogs do. I snarl sometimes when I meet people. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Now, you've had firsthand knowledge because you have a couple of Jack Russells named Rocco and Bailey that are older dogs. And recently you adopted a little English pointer named Q. I love that name. So tell me from firsthand experience, listeners, how the great Dr. Emily Weiss was able to introduce Q to uh, Rocco and Bailey. Yeah, you know, it always it always is the animal behaviorist, uh, just like the shoemaker never has a new pair of shoes, the animal right. behaviorist. I don't know if you always go by how we did it with our own animals, um, but we did meet off of our home territory, and I have two very bossy 
allowed uh, Jack Russell's. And there were situations, um, the, when the first meet went beautifully. He integrated fairly quickly into the home. But, the you know, if Q walks too close to one of my Jack's spaces, then there's a lot of noise. Okay. And, uh, and a fair amount of teeth. And Q's response is perfect. He works great. He's a perfect match in our house. Um, his response is to put his ears back, to turn his head, and to walk the other way. And that's it. It's over. So our response in our home is to let that happen. Um, okay. If we start to aggress, if we start to get into the middle of it, um, then then the interaction is going to get worse. Um, so what we do is reward for when Q walks by and nothing happens. Um, and what we're getting now is a, a lot less response from our Jack Russells of aggression um, uh, when uh, you know Q's in their space. So um, by rewarding the um, non-aggression, um, we're going to um, get to the point where we'll be close to completely eliminating any um, sort of, uh, hey, get out of my space sort of response that we're getting. And you're hitting on what's very important point is we as people need to be patient and celebrate little small victories. I don't think you can wave a little wand over two dogs and say, poof, you are perfect dogs now. Right. I've tried. It hasn't worked yet. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you create that, I want to know because I'd like to buy some stock in your company. But speaking of creations, I wanted to see uh, listeners, uh, any of you that have a dog that like takes you for a walk rather than you take them for a walk, Dr. Emily Weiss has actually created a new product. It's a no-pull leash, and it's called the Weiss Walkie because we like alliteration. And the first person who emails me at Arden at Ardenmore.com will get their paws on this cool leash delivered by the great Dr. Emily Weiss. So tell us a little bit about the Weiss Walkie. See, I'm allowing you to tout your product because I think it's great. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's, um, uh, we developed the Weiss Walkie. Uh, I actually didn't name it. It was named by some volunteers over at the Wisconsin Humane Society, which is the first facility that I developed it for. And we developed it in order to give folks an easier tool. Uh, there's a lot of no-pull devices out there that work really well. Um, they are, can be difficult to put on. Some of them are the, the dogs are quite uncomfortable the first few times they wear them. So this was a quick and simple device for this shelter so that they could easily and quickly walk the dogs in their facility, and it kind of took off from there. Well, that's great. And so, as I said, we're going to give away one of your Weiss walkies. People just have to email Arden at Ardenmore.com, and the code word is Weiss walkie. That's easy. W-E-I-S-S walkie, W-A-L-K-I-E, and we'll announce it on the next show and in my newsletter. So that's really great. Is there any final advice you want to give people other than to dash over to emilyweiss.com, and that's E-M-I-L-Y-W-E-I-S-S.com. She's really, truly talented listeners, and she's here to help us out, really understand why dogs and cats do what they do. I thank you so much for um, letting folks know about the website. I would say my final piece of advice is to be thinking about ways to enrich your dogs and keep them busy. Um, a busy dog is a happy dog, which makes for a happy guardian. There you go. And in a house that isn't like, you know, tackled by a, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Weiss. We've been listening to Dr. Emily Weiss. Go over to emilyweiss.com to learn more. And I'm laughing because my cat now is playing with my two dogs in my office. They're usually normally four-legged mimes, but they think it's quite funny to play right and act out on the old behave show. I don't know. I might need your help, Dr. Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know where to find me. 
Well, they're having fun, and to me, I don't want to spoil that fun. So we give big pause and applause to you for being on our show, and also we thank our cool producer, Mark Winter. And if you haven't signed up for my monthly free e-newsletter, why not? Hey, it's fun. We offer a lot of giveaways, like the Weiss Walkie. All you have to do is dash over to ardenmore.com and you can sign up on my homepage. It's fun and easy, and we profile amazing people and groups that really bring joy to us when it comes to our dogs and cats. So, until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two-, three-, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat only on PetLifeRadio.com.